At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. You're back where it's at, and I'm here to attack a new edition that you shouldn't be missing. I'm Tanisha Baker, bringing you Talking with T, the show designed with your interest in mind. It's February 24th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, Floyd Mayweather, the late Steve Jobs, Ice Cube's son, movie actor O'Shea Jackson, and Daniel Kaluuya, the star from Get Out, Black Panther, and his latest, Queen and Slim. Today on the national calendar is National Chocolate Cake Day. On this date in history, Lauren Hill won five Grammy Awards in 1999, and at the time, it was the most awards ever won by a woman. Her album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, received 10 award nominations. The theme this month is In Your Feelings. You have been encouraged to keep your feelings in check and not be overly irritated or frustrated by minor setbacks or letting the actions or words of someone else destroy your joy. If you're going to get in your feelings, let it be for something worthwhile and truly meaningful. Protect your peace. Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM, just the best every day. All right, listeners, I am pleased and very excited to introduce to you this week's T's Top Teen, Aaliyah Riddle. She's a senior at Austin East Magnet High School. Aaliyah, welcome to Talking with T. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. So as Ms. Baker said, my name is Aaliyah Riddle. I'm a senior at Austin East High School. I'm Ms. Austin East, and I'm also top 10 in my class, so I have a 4.1 GPA. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. We are excited to celebrate and applaud you. And, yes, this is the time I want you to brag. So you just shared with us. You're a senior. You are uh, in the top ten. You have a 4.1 GPA. And I know you have some other awards that I want you to share as well as your plans moving forward. All right. So continuing on, I have a full ride, um, full tuition paid to the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, and Fisk University in Nashville. Um, I also won a national award from the National Urban League called the Empower Youth of the Year Award. Um, and I, I will. I need you to pause. I need you to pause so we can get everybody on page with us so they can absorb that this is the National Empowered Youth of the Year. So across all of the urban leagues, right? Yes. And they okay, thirty-five states. Our homegirl right here out of Knoxville, Tennessee, won that national award. So I just wanted to make sure we gave time for that to sink in, and we properly congratulate you for that. But carry on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I also was recognized as a Carter G. Woodson Scholar at Berea University. In Kentucky, some other accolades. I'm a first-year cheerleader, and I'm the president of the Rotary Club at Austin East. Very good, very good. 
So as you mentioned, you are able to balance a lot. You're quite busy being Miss Austinese keeping up with your academic studies, being a cheerleader, being the president of our school's Rotary Interact Club, and much more. And you do this in spite of, and I think that's the message that we want to share with people, in spite of challenges, barriers, adversities, you were able to accomplish this. And so we want to be in the habit of removing excuses and becoming the stars that we are. And you are a perfect example of that. If you'd like to, if you feel comfortable, I think it would be great to share a little bit of your story. All right. So the first bit I'll share is I'm the oldest, I'm my mom's oldest child. Um, She's a single mother of four, including me. And as far as my father, he was incarcerated for 13 years of my life. So he was gone from when I was three to 13, and then he was gone from when I was 14 to 17. And so, um, actually, he was released in July of this most recent summer, so July 2019. So this is like the first time I've actually had both of my parents around. Mm -hmm. And then my younger sister, she has some medical issues. She has a heart condition, and she has seizures sometimes, and so... Those are some of the things that I deal with outside of school, just in personal life. Right. And I appreciate you sharing that and taking the courage to share some of uh, your story with us. But I just wanted our listeners to know really how accomplished you are and really understand how you were able to do that in spite of circumstances. And a lot of times people have misperceptions about students in our urban communities and what they're able to do, what they can or cannot do, who they can or cannot be. And so you are defying the odds, and I appreciate you, and I congratulate you. I celebrate you. I encourage you, and I just can't wait to see what you do next. And have you made a decision as far as where you're going to college? So right now I'm just focused on which school is also going to accompany me with room and board but as far as career goes right now my next chapter is to graduate college with my bachelor's degree i want to major in pharmacy and minor in psychology and i hope to go on to either be a pharmaceutical representative or Uh i hope to be a neuroscientist well don't forget about miss baker when you accomplish all those things because i know you will so once again, thank you, listeners. If you see a Leah Riddle, because you will hear about her, you'll read about her. But if you see her, I want you to congratulate her for being this week's T-Stop team and one of our community all-stars. Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking With T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. Remember and make note, I'm always looking to share and highlight music from rising artists and I look forward to submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. Help me celebrate people making good choices, doing good work, and contributing to our community. Be sure to subscribe to Talking With T Daily, our online newspaper for your daily scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about.
Keep it where it's at after we hear this track. It's trending news and hot topics and a special interview with Theresa Fletcher of Free Indeed International Ministries. Yes. Coast to coast in the building. Number hits. Watch your mouth in the table. I got you. Living it up like you would have never dreamed about it. Stay by my side like you never stop me. So you know that I got you. This for the grown section. I know you're riding with me. You got been down with you. Pay attention. No money. No cars, she was down when I only had bars So amazing, she got me uh-huh. She by my side, can't nobody stop me yes. So sexy, so real Let's go. When we together, time gets key yeah. with her, her neck, her she bag knows. She know I put it down just like that uh-huh. I'm hood, she good yeah. She in school, I'm in the hood Getting money, so we can make it I keep it 100, I can't fake it She kiss me, I kiss her When she miss me, I miss her so so much joy is what she brings. Got your boy out looking for that brain. Living it up like you would have never dreamed about it. Stay by my side like you never doubt me. So you know that I got you. I know you're riding with me. Second verse. Check it out. Uh, and the jets are private yep. Got a little money now, lands in islands And I'm the king, baby girl, I take you there and make it feel like a dream yeah. uh-huh. And I'm for real, she make me feel so good Yeah, my girl, that deal Let's go. And we off the chain, let her spend that bread Cause my money insane And she loves the beat, she like the way the waves look Get the water on her feet <laughs> We be kissing too, late night hot tub Yeah, we do what we do You see it? And I'm so grown, I don't play no games, turn house to a home. Yep. And she loved my kids, King uh-huh. James, I'm the man, cause look Baby, what I did. I got you. Never up like you would have ever dreamed about it. Stay by my side like you've never stopped yeah. me. So you know that I got you. I know you're riding with me. So if I'ma make it, best believe, best believe that I got you. Welcome back to Talking with T. Spilling the tea. Are you ready for this? All right, listeners, I have a special guest on our show today. We want to address various issues and challenges as we do here on Talking with T. And one of the things we have touched on but haven't elaborated on is the incarceration of women and those struggles, those challenges, and the support that is needed so today, from Free Indeed Ministries, their executive director, Theresa Fletcher, is on to share some information with us and also an opportunity they have coming up soon. So, Ms. Fletcher, thank you for talking with T. You're very welcome, T. Thank you for having us. So, I have so many questions. Let's start with Free Indeed Ministries. How long have you been in existence? Well, Free Indeed International Ministries... Um, became um, a 501c3 about 10 months ago. However, we have been in the prisons for five years. So we have a lot of experience of uh, witnessing um, what the ladies go through when they come in, while they are incarcerated, and what happens once they um, are released. What is your goal? 
So the overall mission of Free Indeed, and I'm sorry, it's Free Indeed International Ministries, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so what is your overall mission or support that you provide? Okay, our overall mission is to empower women incarcerated with reentry into their families and communities. We do all of this through biblical principles. We are a faith-based program. Uh, we offer a lot of different courses um, and a curriculum for women once they are released um, back into their communities. We offer basic computer skills. We offer counseling, both um Spiritual counseling and counseling is needed for different um, things such as domestic violence and sexual assault. We also help also help prepare with GED preparation. Uh, we also walk with the DCS to help them find out what they need to do in order to um, procure visitation or um, getting their children back. Um, a lot of times these women um, lose custody of their children while they are incarcerated for various reasons. We also help them procure employment. Uh, we do referrals. We also help with trust to success. Uh, we help with clothing um, because a lot of times when they come out, they do not have proper clothing. They just have pretty much what they had on um, when they went in. And we help them navigate through the process of getting their IDs, driver's licenses, social security cards, which can be really difficult when you come out and you don't have any of these things available to you. Them are just some of the services that we offer. Wow. So that's holistic. You seem <laughs> to really touch on several aspects. And just going back, thinking about the women that have been incarcerated, like I said, that's a topic that I don't see a lot. We haven't discussed a lot. We've touched on it. So statistically, what are you finding as some of the reasons that women are landing in jail? You know, okay. what's the one, number one, number two, where most of our women find themselves in jail? Okay. Statistically speaking, just let me share with you um, okay. that since 19... 80, between 1980 and 1990, all the way up to date, the incarceration rate for women has risen over 700%. Right now, to date, um, we have over 2 million women who are incarcerated. Most of these women are incarcerated for nonviolent offenses, which means that they are coming in maybe for trespassing, um, maybe for um, charges related to drug abuse, trying to cope with um, their lives, um, being a parent, a single parent, and trying to provide. And then we have those women who are coming in as a direct result of human trafficking, where they are being put out on the streets and being told to sell themselves under the threat of physical harm. Um, we also have women who are coming in 
through domestic violence issues where they get to a point where they actually begin to fight back. While we do not advocate violence, this is something that happens to a person who is in a violent relationship and cannot see another way out, and then they get to a point where it's so overwhelming that at that point they just sort of in a way, give up and fight back. And these are the main reasons, the top three reasons that we are finding that women are being incarcerated. Wow. Okay. So I'm trying to go through this process. A woman gets picked up for a nonviolent charge or even one where the violence occurred due to her fighting back. And then, of course, we do know there are some justifiable reasons that people end in prison. But that being said, right. They and I and I think this is where, at least for me, I recently started thinking about how once these women go to prison, if they can't afford bail, so at this point we're not sure if truly they're guilty or innocent, but once they go to prison and they can't afford bail, they stay there until trial. Yes. Um at this time we look at over Fifty percent of women around the United States alone are sitting in what is called community jails, rural jails, awaiting trial. They have not even been charged as of yet. And sometimes that can take anywhere from the day they're incarcerated up into six months before they're able to get a trial. And they may have bonds as low as $500, but because of the economic status, they are unable to procure $500, and thus, therefore, they remain in jail until they are sentenced or released. All right. So it doesn't take long to lose everything. So I can imagine if you're sitting in jail, even a week or two, how things could quickly spiral as far as your livelihood, your home. Again, if you're a single parent, so their children are taken into custody, I guess, or given to a family member. Mm-hmm. And how do they get in touch with you? So when they're getting ready to be released, how do you connect with them? Okay. Um, T, thank you so much for asking that question. That is something that is very rarely addressed with women who are incarcerated. Over 80% of the women who are incarcerated are the primary caregivers um, Mm -hmm. for their children. And so um, when they get out, uh, while they are incarcerated, please forgive me, while they are incarcerated, what happens is either a family member steps up and takes um, charge over these children and they become the primary caregivers while the woman is incarcerated or if they do not have family members that are available to um, take care of the children, then they go into a foster care system, which we know is already overburdened um, with children. Um, what happens is when we go in, Um, And we have these services and we have these classes in the prison and in the local jails um, where Free Indeed International Ministries is. Um, That's when the women begin to talk to us and we begin to assess their needs at that time. Then they have the opportunity to be able to reach out to Free Indeed while they are inside through writing letters and we will correspond with them or and if when they are released. 
Then they call us or they walk into our office and we go from there. We assess their needs and then we make a plan with them on how to be successful so that we can reduce the recidivism rate of these women coming out. We do not want these women to keep going in and out, which is going to bring me to the next point about free indeed international ministries. We have walked in and we watched these women come into the room. These are mothers, these are sisters, these are daughters, these are wives, these are friends. They are connected to someone. But when they walk into these rooms, their eyes are tossed down and their hair is unkept. They don't have any makeup on and they're really not really thinking about the um, their clothing at that point because they have been told by society that they are no longer worthy. Mm. One, because of whatever was happening in their lives prior to incarceration that led up to the incarceration, and then once they are incarcerated, there is a stigma that is attached to a woman that has been incarcerated that does not leave just because she's been released and she lives with this and then she's told that she's not a good mother because she's made a mistake, which is not true. So as we begin the reentry process on the inside first, we begin to see these women develop hope and knowing that they have a future. And we watch this through biblical principles, through sharing the love of Jesus Christ with them. And then they begin to take and take what is being given to them, and they begin to utilize it, and they begin to see that just because they made a mistake, two, three, four, five, or six mistakes doesn't keep them from going forward and having a future not only for themselves but for their children and for the community as a whole. Well, I applaud you. It seems like, and I'm just trying to absorb everything you're talking about and the levels of support that are really needed to transition back into your community after you've been incarcerated, Mm -hmm. particularly for women, because those yeah. issues, I think, although needed for males as well, are different. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned to me when we, we first met that you're having an event coming up. And so we don't have a lot of time, but I want to make sure that people know how to support this ministry and support the reentry of our women, and we will claim them as ours. And I really liked how you said, you know, whether they made one mistake, two, three, four, or however how many, once they've paid their time, they are worthy, and it's on us to help them feel that way. But tell us about the events you have coming up. Okay, I would love to, T. Thank you so much. So we are having a wonderful fundraiser on February 28th, which is on the last Friday of the month from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. It will be held at the Tribe of Judah Event Center at 4101 Huston Drive, right there in the Honeybot Victorious Church International Um duplex right there, Um, and we would appreciate if everyone could come out. The tickets are $10 per person. We will be serving a magnificent dinner um, with brisket, potato salad, um, 
green beans, glazed carrots. We have a wonderful menu prepared. We also will be having a silent auction. Um, some of the items would be tickets up to the Oberberg, Gatlinburg, Skylift, the Anakista Theme Park, um, Tennessee Aquarium. We also have tickets for food. Everyone loves to eat. So we have some tickets for food, and we will also have um, door prizes. And most importantly, um, I would like to share that the Public Defender's Office will also be speaking about um, the reentry clinics that we partner with them with and the Hope Resource Center for Women that Need Reproductive Care. You will also hear that night testimonies from some of the ladies that have been incarcerated. They have come out and they have um, doing great right now in their lives. They have procured employment. Um, they are even being um, promoted um, to managerial positions um, at their um, employment. So we are watching what these ladies are doing and how they are taking back their lives. Six to eight. February 28th. How do we get tickets? Okay, you can go online to our website at www.freeindeedintl.org, and you can purchase tickets online. Just put in the memo tickets and how many you would like, or you can call us at 865 209 or you can purchase a ticket at the door. All right, I'm going to share all of that information for our listeners in case they need to uh, refer back and find okay. a way to support you. And so you mentioned your website, and you can purchase tickets. But if I can attend and want to support your ministry, which I hope I can attend, um, because it sounds like a powerful evening, and I'm very interested in the work you're doing. But okay. if someone wants to support you and can attend, can they donate through that website as well? Yes, they can also donate um, monetarily through that, um, through our website. Or once again, you can mail um, a check payable to Free Indeed International Ministries, 4101 Holston Drive, Knoxville, Tennessee, 37914. Or you can send it to our post office box at 14325, Knoxville, Tennessee, 37914. Please make all checks payable to Free Indeed International Ministries. All right. All right, Ms. Fletcher. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for the work that you're doing on behalf of these women, these mothers, these sisters um, that you talked about. And I look forward to helping to spread the word and, and bringing about some awareness and support for your ministry. Thank you so much. And thank you, T, for the wonderful work that you are doing in the community by spotlighting all these different organizations and uh, ministries that are helping to um, our communities to grow. Thank you for your for your organization. Thank you. God bless you, T, and everyone listening. Talking with T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage its listeners with trending news, hot topics, current events, real issues, interesting interviews, new music, and much more. Now, here's T spilling the tea in five, four, three, two, one. All right, it's that time in the show where we review trending news. And I have with us today our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam. 
So we're going to start by offering our condolences as we mourn the loss of 74-year-old Jeanette Dubois, best known for her role in Good Times. But you know, she was also the writer and singer of the famous Jefferson song, Moving On Up, and I never knew that. I didn't either, but she was a wonderful actress. I loved when she used to bust through them doors on Good Times every day. <laughs> like, hello, y'all. James, <laughs> Florida. So, yeah, she was, she was great. She will be missed. Definitely. And we also lost a beloved businesswoman, B. Smith who died at the age of 70, and I know for some years she suffered from Alzheimer's. Yes, she did, and despite everything, the controversy that went on, she was surrounded by her loved ones in her final hour, so that's all that um, really matters. Well, that's good. You know, Pam, we've got to beware of scammers. It seems like people are constantly trying to figure out ways to take money without working unless you consider being a con or a scam artist a job. So I read about a scam that tricks people into these big wire transfers. Back in 2018, Frank Krasovic took on a million-dollar personal line of credit from the bank. A few months later, he went on a business trip, and when he got back, found out $450,000 was missing. So he's the chairman of a brand that owns Domino's Pizza in China. And what happened was he learned someone had hijacked his email and asked his assistant to wire some money to Hong Kong. So apparently this isn't new where scammers are taking on fake emails and asking assistants or people in the office to wire money. So the FBI received reports of $1.8 billion in losses from this type of scam in 2019, up from about $1.3 billion the prior year. Total losses worldwide, including those not reported, were $26 billion between June of 2016 and July of 2019. And you'd think at some point people would figure this out and not fall prey to this type of scam, but evidently it's continuing and it's successful, and it's rare that people are able to get their money back. And I've heard about this locally. I've actually known some people where they received an email about a wire transfer or asked to receive some money on behalf of being sick or whatnot, and people fall for it because they know that's their friend. So my suggestion is check your emails for the full address. I've received some emails and the first part of the email looks right. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it, it's something in there that lets you know, okay, this might not be the real thing. Instead of .org or .net, it might say .com or it might have a number in there. And so if you get an email and someone's asking for money, I would say, okay, well, we need to talk about this by phone or let me call you in a few minutes and see what happens. It's just crazy. It really is. And I was just reading on Facebook earlier where people were talking about Cash App has been scamming people. Um, I guess people have been hacking into emails and asking people for money and they're not, they're looking at the name, but it's always something different about the name. Like one lady said there was a T after it. You know, you don't notice it when it comes through. You just right. Like, you just look at it and be like, oh, I know this is my sister or whatever. And she lost money and somebody else said they did it the same way. It was just a little, like, might have been a dot in there that you're not going to notice. 
and you think it's the person that you really know and you send the money and, and it's not the real it's person not the real person and cash app doesn't have a customer service line they just do everything through email so you can't even really talk to anybody wow that's scary that is but if you're really paying attention and so I guess that's the advice because I know a lot of us use Cash App mm-hmm. and I receive Cash Apps and would like to continue doing so. So we want to be very careful and double check the names, I guess. Yeah, when... Double check the name and also call them and ask, ask them, did you send me a request for some money? Right. Well, I know if somebody sent me a request for money, I'd be calling because I'd be saying, are you crazy? <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be the call. And if somebody tries to scam me, i listen. Listen closely. It'll be for practice because I have nothing for you. Right. You can take that little $8.57 <laughs> I got in my account until payday. Right, right. Well, moving on, there was a tragic incident that happened this past Sunday. A gunman opened fire at a flea market in Houston, wounding seven people. Fortunately, no one was critically wounded. But, you know, there was a live dance going on. There were a lot of people there, including kids. And I'm thinking... These people just don't care. They just open up fire anywhere. Anywhere. They don't care. Kids, old people, disabled people, they, they're just crazy. Broad open daylight. Broad open daylight. Mm. Churches, schools, malls, flea markets. Yeah, and I've known them to go into that uh, facility for disabled people. They went there and shot it up one time. Just wow. Crazy. Well, there have been several stories in the news as of late about unfortunate incidents happening on or near college campuses. Anitra Gunn, a student at Fort Valley State University, went missing on Valentine's Day, and sadly, her body was found late this past Tuesday. Her boyfriend, a Fort Garden soldier, was arrested in connection to her disappearance after they say he damaged her car. And then... There was a shooting at Alcorn State, that's another HBCU, where two students were fatally shot and two others wounded. And this occurred at an off-campus event venue called The Ark. I'm just thinking, this is not what you expect when you send your kids to college. Not at all. I remember when my son first went to college and he attends an HBCU that there was a shooting at an off-campus party um, and he basically had to run back to campus because they were shooting. And you hear about these incidents, um, and I'm pretty sure it happens at all universities, not just HBCUs, but you don't think when you send your child to school, to college, that they're going to get murdered. Right. And you do so much to protect them and think, you know, once they are now, I guess, adults or young adults, that they've made it. And you send them off to college so they can prepare for their futures, and then you get that call. Yeah. I can't imagine. I can't either. One of the parents of the Alcorn State young men said that they sent him, you know, to college to get away from the violence in the city. Mm. And he goes there and gets gets killed. It's sad. It is. So speaking of sad, but turning to a different story, there was a big fight this past week between boxers Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. I read this actually may have been the biggest heavyweight fight probably in the last 20 years. Now, I didn't see the fight. I saw some pictures, so I know there was a fight. But, Pam, you actually watched it, right? Yes, I watched the fight. It started out good. You know, Wilder, you know, they was hanging in there. But 
after the first round. Or, Wait a minute. You said start off good. So this is all in the first round? Yeah, this is the first round. Start out good. Okay. But then uh, Tyson Fury, he hitting him with the left, right, left, and hit him in his ear. That's probably the end of the first round, beginning of the second round. Okay. And he was bleeding from his ear. So, you know, if you if anybody's had any ear troubles, uh, in ear effect, it gets your equilibrium off. Oh. They really should have called it then. But he kept hanging in there and hanging in there. And then when they did, when his people did finally throw in the white towel, uh-huh. he was like, why y'all stop it? Why y'all stop? And I'm thinking to myself, because you was about to die. He looked like when Martin got beat up by Thomas <laughs> Hitman Hearns on Martin that time. I wow. I don't want no more, Gina. I don't want to fight no more. That's what it was. Wow. And then I read something. Did he lick some blood? Who licked some blood? Tyson Fury had said previously, he said, I, I want to taste blood, you know, meaning he's going to make him bleed or whatever. And then he licked his neck when the blood was running down from his ear. He That's nasty. That. That's nasty. And then to add salt to a wound at the end of the fight, Tyson Fury was, did a whole song, sung a song. He broke out in a song. I was thinking, I must be dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> I was it was crazy. So uh, maybe he wanted to add that entertainment element to it all. I but it was crazy so. enough as it is. It was. And that was their second fight. So I hear that, what, they want to fight again? So I'm thinking it's, it's a money thing. They want Because the first one was a draw. Mm-hmm. This one, Tyson Fury won. So a clear win. A clear win. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that Deontay Wilder, he's going to want to. Because that was his, his first loss, that right? his first loss. Wow. And it was a bad one, boy. It was a bad one. And then... Right in smack dab in the middle of Black History Month. How did you get beat up like that? I can't. Y'all, I can't. I have to be done because I can't go on. So that's it for this bit. And, of course, I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. All right. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But be reminded, you can call in with your thoughts or opinions on our talk line, 865 865- 409-1170. You can also leave comments on TalkingWithT.com or follow us on social media. Share some stories, spill some tea, or leave feedback and opinions. Thank you for tuning in to Talking With Tea, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking With Tea. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, tea will end with a quote. Only a fool tests the depth of a river with both feet. An African proverb. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.